Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Well, good morning, Legacy Church family. Man, we're so glad that you are here with us this morning. I want to let you know just right up front, man, this is my favorite time of the week is being able to come together with you guys and just worship and just get together in the Word. I just want to say thank you to Logan and Shelby for leading us in worship this morning. Man, I just want you to know we've been praying for you, praying for you this week. I pray that you've had a great week and and that you've had some opportunities, some time just to spend alone with God and just, uh, just uh, get rested and just hear His voice. And I pray that God has spoken to you. Um, this week. Before I get into our message this morning, just want to share a few things with you today. Um, just want to let you know next Sunday we will be back together in the building, so we will have in person service next Sunday again. So we're excited about that. The other thing I want you to just be, um, just to remind you of this morning is our tithes and offerings. Uh, again, I want to say thank you for your faithfulness. You guys have just um, continued to be faithful to God during this time. We have two ways to give. Of course, we have our online giving at LegacyChurchGadson.com. Check online giving. Go, you can go ahead and um, do that if you want to this morning, or you can mail it in. The church address is 1439 West Grand Avenue, Gadsden, Alabama, 35904. So those are the two options that we have in giving. And so, again, I just want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness and uh, in, in your giving during this time. If you would this morning, just go ahead and grab your Bibles. We're going to be looking at Psalms chapter 121 this morning. So if you can go ahead and turn there with me this morning, that's where we're going to be landing. That's where we're going to be spending some time together in God's Word in Psalms 121. I was just thinking about last week, man, I really feel like God um, took some time to speak to some people uh, through the message that I really feel like God um, shared or gave me last week, and I just really feel like it was for a specific moment that uh, for some people that were walking through some times in their life at that time, so I really feel like God really spoke to some people last week through that sermon. We read through the book of Psalms 23, we pinpointed who God was in each one of our verses in Psalms 23, so if you missed last week's sermon, if you were not able to get online or you missed it or you forgot about it, uh, you can check that out. Just want to encourage you to listen to it because I really feel like God will speak to you um, in whatever season you may find yourself in. So, with all that being said, Psalms 121, I want us to read there together. And, and I'll be reading out of the English Standard Version, so it may be a little bit different than what you're reading. But this is what it says. And we're going to read the whole first or the whole chapter, only eight verses. Psalms 121, verse 1 says this. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. 
The Lord will keep you keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Pray with me this morning. Father, we love you. God, thank you so much for the time that we have to be together this morning just to spend time in your word. God, I pray that you would speak to us today. God, show us something, God, that would reveal something to us today, God, maybe that, maybe that we have forgot about or maybe that we've never heard. So, God, I, I pray over these next few moments that you would anoint me, Father. Let my words be anointed by you. God, let your word speak forth the truth this morning to whatever situation that may be in each and every one of our lives. God, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I, I thought about as I was reading this passage of Scripture, do you ever have those moments or seasons in your life where it's just hard to see God? It's just hard to know that He's there. It just seems like uh, it's, He's not easily found. It's just like it's, like it's hard to see Him. It's crazy because there'll be other moments in your life where, man, you know God is right there. You just sense Him. You feel His presence. You know He's there. It's just like, man, He's like standing in the room with you. And then there's other times where it's just like He seems like He's so, so far away from, from you and I. But as you read through the Psalms, I've, during this, this time, I, my devotion time, I've been reading through the book of Psalms, you will find in many different places David asking the same question that, that maybe you and I have asked God at some time. Several different chapters you will find David asking the question, God, where are you? God, are you even there? Do you, do you even care that I'm going through this situation? Do you even care, God, that I'm all alone. God, where are you? Why are you, where are you to be found, God? I don't, I don't feel you. I don't sense you near. God, where are you? Just like many of you and, and even myself have done that time and time again. God, where are you? Are you, are you even close? Are you even listening to me? You know, we, we, can, we can do everything that God has called us to do. We can fast and pray and read God's Word. And there's still going to be moments in our life where we don't feel Him or we don't sense Him near to our life. You see, you will find moments where David is, is praising the Lord through the book of Psalms, through, through music or through, through an instrument. And there are other times where you will get a sense that he feels all alone. It's like David was, was up one moment and he was giving God praise and he was giving God glory and then the next moment he was just like he was, God, where are you? I don't know. I don't sense you here. Have you left me all alone? You see, he, he gets through these tough moments. He gets through these tough times in his life that, that just seem to pop up. It's like you get through one problem and all of a sudden there's another problem. Teresa and I, this several months back, we decided to do some remodeling in our bathroom. And how I many of you guys know that when you begin to tear things apart, you begin to find things that you didn't realize that was there? That's just like you, you, you do this and then you find another problem and you fix that problem and then there's another problem. And that's what it sometimes seems like in our life with, 
with, with God that we get through this problem and then on the other side there's another problem and we're like, God, when is this ever going to stop? God, where are you in our life? You see, sometimes things don't always work out the way that they think that, they, that we think that they should. Things don't always work out the way that we planned or, or things don't always work out the way that we hoped that it would. And even though times don't make sense sometimes, and even when we don't understand, and even when we can't see God or we can't feel God, and when the night, night is dark and it appears that there's no way, no way out, I want to remind you of something this morning, and I want to encourage you with this, and I pray that it encourages you just like it encourages me this week as I read through this book. That God is still working. It's, he's still working. He's still watching over you. He's still there even though He may feel like He's a million miles away. He's still there even though you may not have gotten your answer that you want. Or, or anything may be going right that you seem is right or that you thought it would or that you hoped for. I want to tell you this morning, God is working. You see, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, this is what it says. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, and He will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, somebody watching me this morning, you need to hear those words. God will never leave you and He definitely have, hasn't forsaken you. Even though that's maybe what you feel, or, but I'm telling you this morning, He hasn't forgot about you. He has not forsaken you. He knows exactly where you are at this morning. He's watching over you and He's working on your behalf. You see, Matthew chapter 11 You've read this scripture many times. Verse 28, this is what it says. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And then it goes on to say that I will give you rest. You see, there's a reason why Jesus made this famous quote. You see, you have to understand, this is an invitation for you and for I to bring your worries to bring your burdens, to bring your cares to Him. Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come to Me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Why? Why can He say that? And here's the reason why. Because any moment that He was weary and He was burdened and He, was, he had different situations that arose in His life, He took moments that He went to His Father for strength. That He went to His Father for comfort. That He took everything that was weighing upon Him that day and He placed it at His Father's feet that day. Why? Because He was weary and He was burdened. And in that moment, He found rest. When Jesus was, after praying and fasted for 40 days, you know the story, the enemy came in, he began to attack him and, and began to bring all these things against him. And in those moments, Jesus found rest through the Scripture, just like you and I do. So if you're weary this morning, or you have a burden for someone, can I tell you, go to Him as the Scripture, come to me. 
all who are weary and burdened. And the Bible says that I will give you rest. You see, I heard this statement this week and it makes so much. It it spoke to me. It says this worry does not make you weak. It makes you human. You see, sometimes we're going to have moments where we worry. We may be worrying about a situation even right now in our life. You see, when you worry, it doesn't make you weak. It just means that you're human. But what the Bible says is that in those moments of weariness, in those moments of weariness, in those moments where you have those burdens, whether it be for you or a loved one or, or a co-worker or, or whatever it may be, the Bible says, come to me, Jesus says, and I will give you rest. You see, God's not going to drive you away when you show up with your burdens. God's not going to roll His eyes when you show up with your cares and your burdens and your worries and your weariness. He's not going to roll His eyes and go, oh my goodness, there they are again. You know what He's going to do? He's going to bring you in closer to Him. And He's going to begin to comfort you and He's going to begin to give you rest because that's just who He is. He's not going to push you away even though the enemy may tell you, you, there's no reason to go back to God because he, he hasn't answered your prayer, nor has He answered your prayer in the past. So why waste your time on going to Him? But I'm telling you this morning, any time that you go to Him, you're not wasting your time. Because He's always going to give you rest in the moments that you need it the most. You see, He's calling you to Him. He says, come to me. Notice He doesn't say, go to your spouse. Notice he doesn't say go to your friend or notice he doesn't say, hey, go to your denomination or go to your ministry. But what does he say? He says, come to me. Now, I'm all for going to my spouse when I have a need or, or you know, speaking to someone that where I have a need, a friend or a pastor or someone that I have a need in my life. But what God's telling me this and what's God, what I feel like God's saying to you is this. The first thing that we need to do is we need to come to him. Because that's where we find rest. You see, in verse 1, the Bible says that, uh, David says, lift up your, uh, I lift up my eyes to the hills. And then he says, from where does my help come from? I think it's ironic that David starts off this psalm with a question. He asks the question, from where does my help come from? You see, some believe that that David, that theologians or scholars believe that David possibly was talking about Mount Moriah there in, in that passage of Scripture where the temple was built, or, or even Mount Zion, better known as the mountain of God. No matter what, which mountain he's talking about in that Scripture, what I love about it, that this Scripture is that he's got his focus looking toward where God is. He's looking to where God is. You see, he, he may be at a distance, David himself may be at a distance from God, but what he's doing, he's looking in the right direction. He's looking for God, for rest. He's looking for help. He's looking for something that he needs in his life. So he's looking towards God. He's not looking to the, to the left or to the right or from behind him. He's looking towards where God is. And so I think we need to realize that this morning is, is that we need to look towards God. We need to look in the right direction where God is. You see, I, say, I think sometimes, depending on our circumstances or our issue, 
When we feel distant from God, what happens is we tend to look elsewhere for our help. We tend to look over there or, or over here or we tend to go to this person or that person. And God says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me. Come to me who are weary and burdened and, and I will give you rest. You see, the only place that you, you and I can ever find true help or you and I can ever find true rest, and that's found in God. It's the only place that we will ever find it. So in verse 1, he says, from where does my help come from? In verse 2, he says this. He says, my help comes from where? From the Lord, who made heaven and earth. So David asked the questions. I'm looking towards the mountains. From where does my help come from? And then out of nowhere, he says, my help comes from the Lord. He's reminded in that moment how many times that God has helped him in the past and that God is going to help him in the present, but he also will help him in the future. You see, what I love about that passage of Scripture is the same God that spoke something out of nothing, the same God that put everything into motion, the same God that, that placed the stars exactly where they need to be, the same God that placed the sun in the middle where the, where the planets will revolve around it. The same God that, that created everything that you and I see. The same God that created everything in six days and then rested on the seventh day. That same God is the same one that says, Hey, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So that gives me hope to know that if God can create something out of nothing then my problem or my situation will be nothing to Him, even though it may be everything to me. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. You see, in the middle of everything that is happening or that could happen, God says, I will give you rest. You see, when our day is filled with worry or doubt, or when our day is filled with uncertainty, when we cry out to God, when we lay down to sleep at night, can I tell you, He takes care of all those needs that day. And He replaces it with rest. He replaces it with rest. All those worries, all those burdens, all those cares, all of those things that we struggle with that day. Man, And when we, before we lay down at night, we give them to God, as the Bible says, and He replaces all of those things with peaceful rest. Why? Because he's watching over us as we sleep. Just the other night, Laney and myself and Teresa sat in the living room and we just talked about some things that are, that are happening in our family right now. And there were moments where we got teary-eyed and we were upset about some things that, that, have, that have come up and, and began to think about those kind of things. And in that moment, we just began to pray. And it was like as you began to pray, that, that burden just began to lift off of you. And it was replaced by rest. And if we would just come to God, as Scripture says, with all of our cares and our burdens, He will give us rest. Psalms 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. You see, if you look at verses 1 and 2, David refers to God in those first two verses as his helper. But then in verses 3 through 8, he refers to God as his keeper or his guard. 
Verses 3 and 4 says this, He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, He who keeps Israel will neither sleep nor slumber. Can I tell you this morning, I, 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 I forgot to say it earlier, but I've titled my message, The King Never Sleeps. The King Never Sleeps. And you can see it here in verses 3 and 4 that the Bible says, He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He, behold, he who keeps Israel will never slumber or sleep. Can I tell you this morning, the king is not sleeping on you. The king knows exactly what's going on in your life. There's nothing that you do, there's nothing that you and I ever go through that God doesn't see that ever takes him by surprise. You see, sometimes we get news, we get updates, we get things that, that takes us by surprise. But can I tell you, it didn't take God by surprise. He knew what was going to happen because he never sleeps on our situation. He never sleeps on us. Even though sometimes we feel like the disciples in the boat while Jesus was sleeping. It's like we're, we're screaming, wake up. Do you, we're, we're losing it over here. Can't you see God or Jesus? Something's going on. But can I tell you this morning, God never sleeps. He's always watching over you. Right now, he's, I want you to know he's setting things up to go against the devil and the schemes that the devil has against us. So he's putting things in place. He's, he's organizing things that maybe you don't even see right now, that, that you don't even understand right now, that you, your mind can't even fathom right now. He's organizing those things. He's always working behind the scenes. He's always watching. Why? Because he never sleeps. That when the devil begins to bring forth his schemes and the devil begins to try to destroy you and all the things that he only that the, that the devil does in your life, understand that God has already placed something to take care of what the devil is going to do to you in your life. Isaiah 54 verse 17, this is what it says. He says, but in that coming day, no weapon turns against you will succeed. What, whatever the devil is trying to do, the schemes that he's trying to figure out, the schemes that he's cooking up, that he's trying to work against you. You see, God is watching and God is working and he's putting place in, things in place that's going to stop the schemes of the enemy in your life. Why? Because he's on your side. He's, sleep, he's not asleep. He's watching. So just when you think he's asleep, just when you think he's left you, he's setting things up for you and I to be able to overcome whatever the enemy throws against us. Why? Because we've came to him with our weariness. We've came to him with our burdens. And in that moment, we've got rest. So when the enemy comes to fight us, guess what? We're ready to fight because we're rested. We're not carrying baggage. We're not carrying those things any longer. We've laid him down at his feet. And he's given us rest so that, so that we can fight the good fight. Then he goes on to say in verses 5 and 6, he says, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor moon by night. You see, it's believed that, that soldiers would carry their shields in their left hand. Which means that their right side would be vulnerable to the enemy. And what I feel like God is saying to us in that moment is this, that you've got everything in place to fight the enemy. But God's telling us this morning that 
that even where you feel the weakest, even where you may not feel like you have it all together, God is right there overshadowing you to fight the enemy and nothing is going to happen to you. You see, God is that friend who overshadows you. And he's protecting you from the enemy, just like the scripture says that he's protecting you from the sun by day and the moon by night. That's that when you feel vulnerable in your life, that God is there protecting you and watching over you. He's shadowing over your life. Psalms 91 says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Where are you finding your rest? Because there's only one place that you can find it, and that's in Him. Not only does He protect you during the day, but He also watches over you at night. See, Psalms 110, verse 5 says this. It says, The Lord stands at your right hand to protect you. He will strike down many kings when his anger erupts. Psalm 16, verse 8. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. And then verse 7 and 8 says this. It says, the Lord will keep you from all evil. Not just some evil, but all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. You see, God is watching over every aspect of your life. There's nothing that you do going, either going out or coming in that God's not aware of. But not only is he watching over every aspect of your life in the now, but also forever we will be under his care. We'll be under his care. Just like uh, when the mother hen brings her chicks up under her wing and she protects them from whatever's around them. That's what God is doing for you in this moment, no matter what the situation is. He's bringing you up under his wing. He's protecting you from the enemy. He's shadowing over you in that moment of your life. You see, I, as I said earlier in, the, in, the, in my sermon, we all have those moments or seasons in life where it's just hard to know if God's even there. It's like He's not easily be, to be found or, or it's even hard to see Him. And in closing this morning, I, I took some time this week and I read through the book of Esther. And you see, there's never mention of, from what I've seen and read through the book of Esther, there's never mention of God in that book. But as you read through it, you can see how God is watching over and protecting them on their behalf. You see in Esther chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, this is what it says. It says, that night, the king could not sleep. So he ordered the book of the, of the Chronicles the record of his reign to be brought in and read to him. And it was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bigthania or Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. And verse 3 says, What honor and recognition has Mordecai received from this? The king said. And then he goes on to say, Nothing has been done for him. His attendants answered. 
And what I thought about that moment as I read that scripture, I was reminded how God set things up in the book of Esther. How God placed Esther into the temple. And she was raised in the home of Mordecai, who when she went to the temple, went every day and sat by the gate. He, was pla- he placed himself in position and he sat by the gate. It just happened that day he overheard these two men talking about the assassination of King Xerxes. So he sent forth the word to, king, uh, to Queen Esther. And Esther told the king, and she gave Mordecai the recognition for what he had said. But you see, nothing is ever said about that until this verse, until this passage of Scripture. And in, in chapter 3, we realize that that, that Haman begins to parade through the town. And while everybody else is bowing down, Mordecai, the Jew, says that I'm not going to bow down. And he stood up and it made Haman so mad and so angry that he goes to the king and he says, I'm tired of these Jews. I think they're trying to plot something against us. And I think that we should kill every single one of them. And the king says, okay, just do it. Just do it. And in chapter 4, we see... Uh, Mordecai look at Esther and say, God, maybe, maybe you've been placed in this position for such a time as this. And then she fasted and she prayed and, 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 she, and, and I, something inside of me tells me that she was worried about that moment. She was worried about her people. She was worried about herself. And that, that even being worried, the Bible says that she goes before the king and eat, before he even summoned for her. And we know that if you go before the king without being summoned by the king, he would kill you on the spot. But something inside of her told her to go to the king and he reached out his golden scepter and he says, whatever you want in my kingdom you can have. And she tells him, hey, can we have this party for you and Haman? So they throw this big party and everything's going on and everything's happening. And, and then in verse chapter 5, they, they throw another party and And the king looks at her and he says, what can I do for you? What is it that you want? And she she tells him what she wants. And then we're in chapter 6, that's where it picks up. That it says that the king could not sleep that night. And just so happened that they bring him the book of Chronicles. And in that book, somebody had recorded what Mordecai did for the king. And when he flipped open the book, he saw that Mordecai had done this and saved the king's life. You see, can I tell you, in that moment, when it looked dark, when it didn't look like anything was going to happen, when, when maybe they felt like God was far from them, in that moment, God was working and He was watching over the situation and He made something happen that grabbed the king's attention because the king couldn't sleep that night. He couldn't sleep. He was up all night. And he began to read this book. And that's where he noticed that Mordecai was the one that saved his life. And he put, he put the robe on Mordecai. And he put him on his best stallion. And he made his, his, his prime minister, Haman, pull him through the town on the horse. Can I tell you, God is always watching and God is always working. No matter when you don't feel it. I want to tell you this morning, the king never sleeps. Even though you may not sense Him, 
Even may you may not feel him in your moment or in your situation. You feel like he's falling asleep. Just remember he's looking out. He's always watching. And he's always working behind the scenes. Just as he was in the book of Esther. And just like he will always do while we're here on this earth. God is looking out for you. God is watching over you. God knows what you're feeling in this moment. God knows, God knows what you felt this past week. The king never sleeps. So right there where you are this morning, I want you to bow your heads. I want you to just begin to do what Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 says, just go to Jesus. Just go to him right now. Just begin to lay your burdens down. Just begin to lay your weariness down at his feet right now in this moment. And the Bible says that he will give you rest. You see, we don't need to know the outcome. We just need to know where Jesus is and where God is. So I want to pray for you this morning. Father, I pray right now, God, in this moment. God, you know the situations that's there. God, you know the adversity that, that, that your church people are facing right now. God, whether it be something physical or something spiritual, something financial, something emotional, whatever it may be, God, you know exactly what is happening in their life. And what I feel like God's telling me to tell them this morning is this, is that he's not sleeping on your situation, that he knows exactly where you are. God, this morning I pray that you would speak to them that God, as they're bringing their burdens and their, and their cares to you this morning, I pray, God, that you would just touch their life and you would give them rest right now. That we can just place it at your feet. That you are our ever-present help in times of trouble. You see, God, not only are you, are, your, are you our help, but you're our keeper and you're our guard. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. That, the, that you're setting things up for that the enemy thinks he's going to prevail, but he's not going to prevail because you're watching over and taking care of us. So God, this morning, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives this morning. And we give you praise in Jesus' holy name. And everyone said amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget this coming Sunday, we'll be back in the building with our social distancing, of course, protocols still in place. But we look forward to worshiping with you on Sunday. Have a great week, and we love you guys. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 1030 a.m. or Wednesdays at 630 p.m. Have a blessed day.